Hey, what is up? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Post Game Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez here from the press room along with Owen Evans. 3 1 loss yeah. today. Rising could not get over the hump, at least in the first game with Juan Guerra uh, in charge of the team. And they fall 3 to 1 to El Paso Locomotive here in El Paso. It's been uh, an interesting day, yeah, <laughs> to just say the bit, least. Just a bit. But how are you feeling? How are you feeling after this game? It felt like we were, I think, anticipating a bounce back today that didn't come. Uh, and perhaps we were unfair in anticipating that bounce back to come so soon. But regardless, it's yeah. hard not to feel disappointed when you're in a situation like this. Again, mm-hmm. we expected more, I think, than what we saw today. It's unfortunate, but that's yeah. where it goes. Yeah, no, and and I think it, it's hard, right? Because it, we have a new coach. We knew there was going to be some sort of adjustments, new system, and we saw that today, especially with the back line of three. You know, the first 20 minutes, though, when we were down there on the field, it, it gave me hope. You know, we saw Arturo Rodriguez, you know, kind of carve up the El Paso back line. They were able to create some chances, like the like how the rest of the season has, has been, though. They, they were not able to get on the board early. And, you know, there was an interesting stat that you said to me when we're out here in the press room that once rising fall, you know, go down on the score after halftime, you know, that's it's they have not been able to no. bounce back the entire season. Never. Um, all season rising has trailed at the break eight times and has lost eight of those games. So yeah, hasn't picked up a single point after going in at the break, trailing. Uh, and ultimately, that's kind of what we saw again today. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was some a bit of a boost near the end. You can't argue with yeah. that whatsoever. Well, we've but seen that. We've seen we that have, the entire season. They go down in the score. They said, you know what, guys? Let's fight for our honor. Let's fight for our pride. And they, and they knock at the door. You know, they were... You know, honestly, it should have been at 3-2 today. Ryan fled with that spectacular goal, and then Arturo Rodriguez had a chance towards the end of the game. But it's not enough. They need to do more in order to get these these wins, these points that they desperately need now with only nine games left in the season. They do. And a game like today, a result like today against a team like they played today, makes you worry about the postseason hopes at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, rising ultimately need... Th- these games are six-pointers now, especially against teams like El Paso, who at the moment, realistically, you're thinking now are a serious candidate to be the last playoff team in there. Yeah. you got to catch him. you got to catch him. And and that's not what we saw today. Now, we should, I think, mm-hmm. go over and, and listen to what the manager had to say. Of course, this was Wangera's first game in charge. He did come and speak to us after the match. He went to speak to his players first, though. So my first question to him was, what is it that he said to the players when he went off to speak to them? That I will defend them, that I'll support them, that, uh, that I understand. I was telling them that I'm, I'm very realistic but um, of, the, of the situation and the moment that we're living. Um, obviously optimistic as well uh, because I know that we can change the situation. But it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time and it's going to take games. Um, I told them that, that what I saw today to the last whistle, you can't coach that. It's, it's, it's effort, it's going forward, it's attacking, it's, it's not being afraid to fail. And those things, that you can't coach them. You can coach tactics. Technically, you can get a player better, but, but the effort, the character, and, and the love that they have to represent this organization and each other, that's hard to coach, man. And I saw that to the last minute. So I'm going to build, I'm going to build on that. Uh, we're going to move forward. I saw a lot of positives today. Obviously, some things to adjust, some little mistakes that, that gave him the opportunity to put our objective further away than what it should have. I think if we would have finished the, the, the first half 1-0, it would have been a complete uh, different second half. Right, so just 
I, I will say, let's hit right off the bat there, that it is different to what we heard from Rick, um, mm-hmm. r- regardless of what you know, people will say, well, they're still taking the positives, whatever. It's different. The difference here is that it feels as though there's a move away from putting the blame on the players, um, a move towards having their back a little bit more than we saw previously. But again, it, it's... The problem is, is that we saw, I think, a lot of things tonight that mm-hmm. we've been seeing all season. Yeah. Um, a lot of just the sloppiness, a lot of the inability to control the ball, especially in the final third. Uh, bad giveaways. We saw some bad giveaways mm-hmm. that just, you know, ultimately resulted in goals. Mm-hmm. The ball's given away cheaply in the midfield and Rising's defence can't really adjust, can't react quickly enough. And we saw, I think, on the third goal, which to me really killed the game. Mm-hmm. I think that was... Up until that point, you feel as though maybe they can get something back into it. That one killed the game for me. The problem was, again, who, who's marking who in the penalty yeah. area? Yeah, yeah. If you if you look back at that replay, there were uh, probably more El Paso players in the box that there were rising defenders. And that's not a good sign. You know, and, and I was commenting this to you when we we're down in the field that, you know, the the fact that King was going, you know, so far up Darnell King, it would leave a lot of spaces, you know, and, and that means that the midfielders have to work a lot more harder. The, the back line has to concentrate, make sure not to, or be attentive to any sort of space that the, that they leave on those flanks. So I think, you know, it's just a sign of things that have continued to happen, whether it was Rick in charge or Juan and here, here obviously Juan's only been in charge for at least uh, for a week. I mean, but it's the same things that we've seen the entire season. Like you're saying, sloppy play, you know, wide open areas when when the players push up the field, not able to control the ball. That's one of the things that I was looking forward on seeing today, saying Juan Guerra said, hey, we're going to be more possession-based today. We're going to control the ball, dictate the tempo. And at, at times, it seems like Rising was not able to string three or four passes together. And in the midfield, it really showed. Uh, Lambert was not able to qu- keep up with the quick midfielders. Uh, and, and ultimately, it just left too much space. And the back line was not able to, to help him out. No, and that, that's where the problem was. Look, the back line was, it felt at times just reading the play very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times, yes, of course, they were caught out slightly at, po- at points. They always are. Mm-hmm. That's what we've seen from Phoenix Rising for years. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But just reading the play poorly. Um, mm-hmm. There's Look, you can defend the fight and all of that as much as you want, and that's perfectly fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think those boys gave up on it tonight. Yeah. But I don't think that it was a performance they can really look at and be proud of. Yeah, and I think all of us should maybe lower our expectations a little bit. You know, I, you know, we all said that hey, they should be able to win this game. I think they they should have. But as far as the changes that are happening, this is something more like a little bit bigger than just hey, it's going to change in one game. Juan Guerra needs to be given a little bit more time to work with the with the players, see if he can implement his, his tactics, his mentality, but. I'm not sure if there's enough time, you know, there's nine games left They're, you know, looking at the standings now, they're, I believe, 11th now uh, tied with Monterey Bay. And now they're eight points away from the seventh mm-hmm. spot. It just looks bleaker and bleaker by each game Wednesday. If they do not get a victory then, then I think that's pretty much call it call it a season. So, yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing to note in there, if we're going to look at the table. El Paso and Vegas lights, both on 37 points in the sixth and seventh spot, respectively. Rising does not have the tiebreak over either of those two teams. That's perhaps where the problem is then. Rising now looking at a situation whereby even if they can catch up on points, that isn't good enough. Yeah. They have to overtake because there's just no chance. Mm-hmm. If you finish level, you're behind them. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the problem with the, some of the results that Rising have gotten. You know, 
you can pull results out against San Antonio and against Colorado Springs. But at the end of the day, the more valuable results come when you play these games against the teams near you, mm -hmm. like El Paso, like Las Vegas, like LA Galaxy 2. Yeah. And in all of those games, Rising just haven't shown up to, as much as they could. It's have really surprising. You could go toe-to-toe -to -toe against San Antonio. You can beat them twice in a season. You can beat uh, Colorado. Without conceding a goal. Exactly. And Colorado Springs as well. <laughs> it's, and it's incredible that they're able to hang with these teams that are on top of the table in the Western Conference. But when it comes to those those two teams, those kind of middle-of-the-pack teams, that they, they just don't show up, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, again, those three games, San Antonio home, away, and Colorado Springs home. Phoenix Rising wins all three games, scoring nine goals and conceding none. Incredible. Incredible stats. Right and yet there. it's them when they go up against teams like Las Vegas and lose two and draw at home. Mm -hmm. Or they come against El Paso and lose both games. Yep. Or they come up against LA Galaxy 2. And yes, they get the win at home, but then they lose the road. by a heavier scoreline away from home. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think we all need a beer right now when it comes <laughs> when it comes to seeing these games. Uh, just a reminder, guys, taking a quick break from from the show that uh, this Wednesday is uh, our monthly last Wednesday, so that means that uh, all of our PHNX shows will be at Four Peaks over there in Tempe on Eighth Street, and you can join them for some good fun, some good food, and some better beer. So it's, make sure to check them out. And speaking of last Wednesday, uh, they'll be announcing the winner of the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. And if you are the winner, you win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And if you want to be part of these sweepstakes, you can go to PHNX, go PHNX.com, or click on the link on in our show notes. And remember, you must be 21 years or older and make sure to enjoy responsibly. I'm sure we'll be enjoying responsibly after I'm, this game. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not that I don't want to be here, but, you know, I think we're waiting for that beer. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the, the first half, Owen. It started off great, like mm -hmm. we were talking about earlier. What what happened? You know, the, I, I felt like El Paso was just able to find their groove after those 20 minutes, withstand that Phoenix attack. And I, again, I think I, I chalk it up to the midfield and how and I, I need to applaud El Paso by the fact that they were able to control the midfield. They were taking it able to take advantage of the the sloppy passes they're not able to control uh, in, uh, from the from the rising midfield. And so is that what happened tonight or was, was there more of the defense and not being able to communicate? you know, throughout the game. What do you think was the key for El Paso today? I feel as though what we saw was a lot more wing play from Rising, mm -hmm. uh, at least the attempts to try and put it through the wings rather than going through the middle uh, quite as much. Mm -hmm. And the other thing in there is that I feel as though Kev Lambert just didn't have the presence in the middle of the park. Mm -hmm. We've become accustomed to seeing from yeah. him. I'm not sure if that's some of the tactical changes here. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that comes down to the fact that maybe so there's a fly person now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure if that's here. I'm not sure if it's probably a mosquito then. Fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's down to tactical changes, if it's down to the fact that he's perhaps trying to man mark more than mm -hmm. just that kind of taking over that whole zone like he typically does. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, he just didn't have the same presence that we've become accustomed to seeing yeah. from Kev Lambert. And I think that really harms mm -hmm. you in the midfield because mm -hmm. you need that strong presence. He is one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. Yep. And when you're without him playing in his role, of course, it's not going to be quite as strong as it could be. Yeah, no, and I think that we discussed this when we we're on the field as well that, you know, Lambert, I think he's better when he's able to read the plays, cut off lanes, make, be, use his physical frame and and get in front of those uh, those players and, and steal the ball. But when you when you pair him with someone like Aiden Quinn and you don't have that third person in the midfield, and I know Santi was there, but 
Santi was kind of just roaming all around, you know, defensively. I don't think that was his main duty today to be that defensive uh, partner for Kev Lambert and Aiden Quinn. And I think that just exposed Phoenix, especially with that back line of three. So once those wingers kind of move up a little bit more, it just leaves a lot of space in the flanks and the half spaces. And El Paso was just able to connect really quickly with their passes and exploit, you know, all the all the gaps that Phoenix was leaving. Well, again, I think the thing with the first two goals is that what you're looking at is a a poor giveaway and then just an inability to really mm-hmm. get the ball clearly away from your own final third. Yeah. Um, and the, you succumb to the pressure. Uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> there's only so much you can do when you're up against And we knew that El Paso were a team that can score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Even when they were playing poorly at the start of the season, they were scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. For Rising, it had to be a night to get the attack clicking mm-hmm. because this is a team that can concede a lot of goals yeah. as well. Yeah. That's why they are where they are in the table, mm-hmm. uh, which is just about in those playoff spots. But they just couldn't quite get it to work. When they got into the final third, it wasn't clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, some A couple of overhead crosses, a couple of underhit crosses. Yeah. And just a general amount of sloppiness, I feel. I, and, and I mentioned that to you when we are down there, that I felt like either they were a a bit too slow like a half second too slow and making the read making the pass you know uh taking that chance the the chance on goal and that's all it takes sometimes to stop a a play you know Mm -hmm. and so uh, i saw it a couple of times where arturo when darnell was you know uh overlapping him and he wasn't able to give the pass in time and i saw juan guerra pointing pointing saying hey give him the ball give him the ball and it wasn't happening fast enough and i think at that point el paz was able to just close the gaps and you know uh get set defensively so uh i do want to shout out scott mitchell we're, we're seeing your chats everybody it's just we have a really small screen here in front of me but uh scott mitchell thank you for the super chat as always great analysis will be interesting to see what kind of team juan can build when if he gets a chance to attract and select the players that's true indeed now you know what since we've been speaking about the tactics we should probably take a listen i did ask about whether the tactical changes he tried implementing today is that something that he's going to stick by mm-hmm. let's have a listen to what he had to say yeah so uh, listen at the end of the day i told you a week ago right you know the talent that is in that locker room i know how many assets i have and it gives me the opportunity to be flexible it gives me the opportunity to do um to, to put together different uh, systems uh, depending on who we're going to play. Now, in a few days, we're going to play at home in front of our families, in front of our, our supporters, in front of the people that, uh, that have been uh, supporting the club and the organization this, this whole year. So we have to make sure that we're on the front foot and uh, I'm going to put together you know I mean, a game plan and a system that, that can give the fans what they want to see at home. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds as though an attacking game is being promised on Wednesday. Yeah, and I think there has to be a little bit of rotation. Uh, I, I feel I see a lot of people in the chat not happy with Santi's performance today, performance the entire season. I can understand why. I, I really felt like he needed to be substituted today, but I think Juan Guerra just wanted to see what he had uh, today. Um, you know, Juan Guerra did touch on the fans really quick. I do want to shout out the bandidos that were here. Section 216, they were weathering the storm as if uh, – Obviously, you guys know that there was a weather delay today. Got a little bit of lightning, you know, got a little bit of rain here. Yeah, they got wet out here, and I'm sure they're off getting wet in a different way. There you go. There you go. There you go. So shout out to them making noise up there. Section 216. Uh, always happy to uh, hang out with them. But, uh, yeah, back to the game. Yeah, it's going to be different. Our RGV, you know, is, is a team, uh, you know, that rising you know, needs to to be. It's not mm-hmm. it's not whether they get a draw or they have a good performance. They need to get those three points at home. They do. They do. It's look, we've been saying for months now, it feels like these were all critical, critical games. But now it's look, 
other teams around Rising have dropped points. It's kept them in it, mm -hmm. even if now it feels as though things are going low. RGV did, of course, win today yeah. um, against Las Vegas. So, yeah. However, short week. Mm -hmm. Both of those games are on the road for them, I believe. Yeah. They're traveling further. Who knows? Who knows what we'll see? Part of it comes down to what team do they put out. Of course, we know that Rick in the past used to rotate his squad heavily mm -hmm. when he had those midweek games. So the question now comes, who, who's going to rotate this week? Yeah. How much are Rising going to rotate? How much are RGV going to rotate? Mm -hmm. We don't know. So it's hard to, to really predict what's going to happen on Wednesday based on that. But yeah. hey, we're just going to have to wait and see. For sure, for sure. Thomas here. So weird uh, to keep saying we have all this talent when we're pathetic this year. At the end of the day, we're off and untalented based on the results. I don't think that's true. That's a little I harsh. I think though, it's a little harsh. I feel as though there's a difference between talent and performance. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people on this team who have shown time and time again that they can do it in the past. So yeah. they do have talent. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it in the past. But the performances haven't been there. Not and clicking. I think we can all agree on that. The performances have been, frankly appalling for a lot of this season Definitely. Um, there's a variety of factors behind that but still mm -hmm. it is what it is for sure for sure um i do want to uh introduce our DraftKings king of the game i was gonna say player of the game king of the game uh we chose arturo rodriguez uh i felt like he played really well today he had 52 touches 25 out of 30 passes one key pass he was great you know i i, he, I know he's coming off an injury uh, some of the other reporters here were saying maybe he looked a, a tad bit slow on the on the flank. I didn't think so. I thought he played well. Maybe he just wasn't able to connect as well. But, you know, I think he, he had a good game today. He's working his way back into it. I mean, this is a guy who still was injured for a long part of the season earlier this year. Mm -hmm. right? I don't think he's back to 100, 100%. Yeah. Say. So, look, I, I understand there will be shortcomings. But at, at the end of the day, I didn't think that he was the reason why it wasn't working. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he, I think he was one of the best offensive players for Rising today. Uh, speaking of uh, DraftKings, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And when you download it, make sure to use code, uh, promo code PHNX. And when you bet just $5 on college football, you can get $200 in free bets instantly. And that's code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to UTEP. They actually started their season today down the road. Uh, University here of Texas, El Paso. So shout out to them playing their college football game down the road here um yeah when it's just crazy night man like I, I you know i just flew in today the rain caught us you know the weather app says hey ramon it's gonna be 90, 95 and sunny nothing to worry about and then we no. show up to the game and we got lightning here mm -hmm. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, uh delays here but overall that's what happens you know it's never a dull day in the usl like we, well, like we always say we do have to say though today if we're mm -hmm. looking at the weather focused on the weather Looks like they may have had to put a flood warning. Flood warning. Today. Turns out the mailman, Ryan Flood, coming off the bench, <laughs> scores his first goal in USL play, I believe. I think that's his first professional goal. No way. Yeah. So, and what a goal it was. Yeah. That that was insane. Like, looking back at the replay, it happened so quickly, first of all, mm -hmm. that I didn't catch it live. But looking back at the replay, he just took the chance. And I think sometimes that's what you need. Mm -hmm. Just take it. You don't know what's going to happen. That was a beautiful shot, and it went uh, upper right corner. He's taken them on before. Yeah. It's just that they haven't quite hit we it. We saw but, it yeah. in preseason. Didn't he mm -hmm. score in preseason? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He scored in preseason mm -hmm. uh, with a similar, similar long-range yeah. strike. Mm -hmm. That's something that is in his arsenal. He can do it. We've seen him take it on, and we've seen him again in preseason. He did it. He did find the back of the net. <laughs> he found the back of the net again today, and that's why, look, you bring him in off the bench. He scores that. We haven't seen him for weeks. 
It's incredible. This guy, you know, he's he out. He's like been discarded. He's in the mailroom. In the mailroom. Well, that's why he is the mailman. The mailman. Ryan Flood. Not Carl Malone. Not anymore. <laughs> it's gonna be Ryan Flood. But yeah, it's incredible. You know, not being not even on the bench for like what, like five, six, seven, eight games, and comes in today was given an opportunity to play a position that he has played before, which is up there in the left uh, left winger position, and he gets your goal. You know, I think that's what, you know, he needed. Someone to believe in him, let him play the mm-hmm. position he wanted to play, and he got you the results tonight. So I, I said continue to let him play. We don't have a clip for this, but I did ask uh, Juan about this, and he said that he knew that Ryan could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not surprised at all that, that he you know, hits a rocket like that. Yeah. And again, it, it just goes to, regardless of some of the other comments that we can have about whether certain things have changed or not. Mm -hmm. I think just showing some belief in a player that had been all but written off and seeing it so quickly uh, rewarded for having that belief. I think that's one positive at least, which has come out of the recent change. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great to see, you know, him getting a little bit more opportunity. He's, he's a guy that just wants to play, you know, he Mm -hmm. loves, he loves the game. He wants to be out there. He wants to be competing and, you know, he has a talent. Obviously he showed it today and, you know, I know someone in the chat's going to be especially happy that he he was out there today, but uh, get to see. We've got number four flood fan Phoenix rising in the chat. So I'm sure he'll be very happy, (laughs) very happy with that performance and that goal. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Looking at some comments here. Flood delivers. There we go. See, we're just adding more reasons for <laughs> Ryan Flood as the mailman. Yeah. Uh, let's see. RD, he says, I like Arturo, you know, switching gears a little bit. He just needs more maturity and emotion. Opponents know that if you get under his skin, it will take him out of uh, out of his game. It's true. He's a player who, I mean, you see it with him with uh, officials on times as well, don't you? Um, he will sometimes let his, his head get away from him a little bit. Um, Again, he's he's young, relatively mm-hmm. young at least. You just hope that with someone who's going to take him under their wing a little bit, they'll calm him down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. he has the talent, he has the skill to yeah to really cause problems for defenses in this league. Uh, he's unpredictable, but just you know the fact that he's so unpredictable at times mm-hmm. uh, in that kind of number ten role. Although he didn't really play in that role today, yeah. It's tough. It's tough for defenses to deal with that because what do you do? Mm-hmm. How, what kind of passing lanes are you trying to take out, or, or what kind of running lanes are you trying to take out? Because you don't really know where he's going to go. Yeah. But again, yeah. Sometimes he gets up in his head a little bit. I feel as though it takes away from his play at times as well. Just mm-hmm. the the frustration you'll see him when he gets frustrated. He can make a few. I, I could understand but... the frustration today. You know, especially yeah. in the first half, the refs weren't great. You know. Uh, there was one, you know, shot on target that should have been actually, a, you know, a corner kick. So I understand that. I but like we've seen, you know, we could see how it kind of gets to his head. It it affects his gameplay. So I think that's one of the things that you know he he can definitely improve. Um, more comments here. Uh, RD just makes you wonder how blind the previous coach was and believe in Johnny, but not in Flood. I'm not going to comment because everybody know. knows my thoughts on Lamin Johnny. Eh? <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. not exactly a secret. Um, but yes, I feel as though the look, Ryan Flood has scored more goals now this season uh, than oh, Lamin no. Jaune oh, no. has ever <laughs> scored in USL. So, oh man, okay, okay, yeah. let's take another quick break after that. <laughs> let's talk about our friends of um, at OG's brand. So, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to uh, join in the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes, all sorts of sweepstakes here. I'll go at PHNX. Uh, if you are the winner, you will receive. Three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. And guess what? You can look like Derek. 
like Derek. Uh, looks Look like at the smile. Yeah, Look at smile. the smile on his face there. Like and Leah next to him as well. Very <laughs> like, happy. Also known as a commissioner. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, you could, he's the mayor. The mayor, commissioner. Mayor. He has everything down. But uh, yeah, he could also win an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And you can sign up for the sweepstakes at gophnx.com or click on the link on our show notes. Make sure to check out OG's online as well at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Fireworks, Flood Watch, uh, Baseball Field. <laughs> no, it's great. I like the pitch today. It was great. It was. I tell you what, we've seen some baseball fields this year, and this one actually looked reasonable. Um, there was no mound issue like we've seen in many other ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones we've been to this season. Las Vegas, isn't that pretty uh, Las Vegas That's is always just, a... Vegas is just Vegas. It's, okay. Oh, there's no real like. Yeah. There's nothing to even compare. It's just a, an atrocious playing surface. <laughs> or it was at the start of the season, at least, and. I suppose we didn't have to see the uh, playing surface in Albuquerque mm-hmm. at uh, Ice Steps Park this year, but I can yeah. tell you that from watching the broadcasts, doesn't look very good, does it? Not that great. Not that no. great. Um, let's look at, uh, look at the numbers for tonight's game. Obviously, Rising falling three goals to one tonight. Uh, you know, a little bit of the rising of old, you know, of the old regime as far as the possess- possession, uh, as far as the shots uh 54% possession for El Paso 46 for Rising shots uh 12 for El Paso 16 I'm sorry 18 for Rising and then seven shots on target for El Paso and four for Rising so looking at those numbers it's what they've been the entire year yeah. they they can get them you know they can you know let those shots off but as far as getting them on target and actually being dangerous it's not the case Look, don't get me wrong, El Paso did lead in this category, but if you look at the expected goals from Opta, they didn't lead by a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were nowhere near to the three goals that they actually scored. They were actually very clinical tonight mm-hmm. with those chances that they had. So, yeah, not not the best. Not- I mean, when you go against a striker like Lucho, any opportunity yeah. given to him, he's going to put it in the, in the yeah. back of the net. It's not a question of... You know, if he can do it, he will. <laughs> and that's what he showed tonight with those two goals. And that's that's the problem. Again, you come up against players that are some of the best in the league. We saw it in Milan Olofsky mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And if you don't have a plan to stop them specifically, they're going to make you pay yeah. every time. And we saw Milan Olofsky do it twice in the space of a few weeks. Different games. Yeah. It's not you know, good. Even after the first game, they didn't know how to deal with him. Well, we saw it today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Final thoughts, Owen. We're kind of wrapping up here. I think uh, they're taking out away the goals here. You know, <laughs> shutting down the lights here. Um, it's it, here. I'll, I'll be frank. You know, I, I did love the hospitality here from El Paso. Everybody was fantastic. You know, so thank you so much for hosting us here. Now, as far as the performance on the field, a lot to be desired. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be improvements. It's not. It's now or never. You know, I know we've been saying this for like two months now, and I think we're just repeating the same the same record over and over again but but now it feels like the time has ticked away enough that mm-hmm. despite the other games that you know you'd say well in theory it's still possible yeah no it's it's really really sneaking away from them now yeah no and and there's no excuses anymore you know there's you know the rick is gone you know you have a new head coach in, in charge so this is the time when the players need to step up they need to show you know what fans been wanting from them the entire season and, and it's to get those results you know they're talented we know they're talented it just needs to click on the field 
And, you know, hopefully it's not a season loss. You know, if they're able to sneak into the playoffs, they can be dangerous. We see how talented this is. We've seen those outbursts for, you know, San Antonio, Colorado. We've seen how when this this team is is gelling and they're they, they're clicking on all gears, they can they can make it happen. But is is the consistency is not there. The defense needs to improve and it's. And it needs to happen now. Otherwise, you know, we're, we gotta, we got to wait until next season. <laughs> Indeed. Before we hop off quickly, I'll just run through some scores that are kind of relevant to us here in, yeah. the, uh, in the Western Conference. So earlier today, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies winning 3-1 against Orange County. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got Monterey Bay losing 2-0 at home to LA Galaxy 2. As mentioned earlier, a big win for RGV. They traveled away to Las Vegas winning 5-0 in that game. And Sacramento Republic winning 1-0 against Oakland Roots. Ah, not a lot of help there from the other Some teams. drop points in other games. Mm. Sacramento, of course, not really a team we're looking for Ryzen to compete with. Oakland are. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vegas dropping points, I suppose, open some space still. Mm-hmm. Up there stops them from pulling further away. Um, I mean, that was kind of a no-winner in some ways. It's probably better for Vegas to lose that game than it is for RGV to lose it because... At the end of the day, RGV are competing against you, but you've got two games coming up against them. Yeah. You don't play Vegas again the rest of the season, and they are the ones who you're trying to chase down. Yeah. Oh, man. Not, not the best result tonight. I, I am a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens on, on Wednesday. Expect some changes definitely uh, on the field, and you know, hopefully as far as the final scoreline as well. Well, Will we see more on Wednesday? More? I doubt it. More? I don't think so. I'm teeing you up which, here, Ramon. Which more? Santi more or more furniture? I'm which thinking one? more furniture. <laughs> I think we should talk about our partner, More Furniture. That's right. Our newest partner here at uh, PHNX. More Furniture, if you guys haven't yet, make sure to check them out online. They got a Labor Day sale coming up right now. Uh, you guys can check out all the deals that they got. They actually hooked us up you know, at the office. We, I, I haven't had the pleasure of visiting the office, but I've seen the videos. I've seen the pictures. It looks fantastic. Hopefully, we can do a show there soon. And that way, you guys can check out and see what we got as well from our partners at More Furniture. And again, they have a Labor Day sale going on right now. You can check it out online. So visit morefurniture.com. Now, the other question I'll end up with this. Are we going to see Santi more? Oh, I don't Wednesday? know. I don't know. I really don't know. He did get an assist today. His 30th, actually. 30th in a regular season play in USL. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back then. Um, I'm not sure if we'll have a show or a pre- preview show before then, but we'll let you know. Um, yeah, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore underscore rising. I'm not going to say it not today. doing it today. No, not the, no, the catchphrase. Not feeling today. it today. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back Wednesday for the live, live post-game show from Wild Horse Pass against RGV, hopefully with uh, some good news, you know, and some three points. All right, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to check out the area here in El Paso. Hopefully there's a good spot to visit. And uh, grab some beers, some chelas, some chelas for sure. All right, y'all, thank you so much for joining us here in the chat. Always appreciate your comments and and letting us know your opinions, you know. We always always like that as well. And shout out to our producer, Jacob, holding it down um, there on the other end. So that's it from us here from El Chuco, the Sun City, El Paso. Uh, And we will catch you next time. Take care.